Lindsay, nine-month-old, bored and trained, piddles when excited, especially when coming out of the crate. Try bonker to eliminate excitability, but also piddles when bonked. Suggestions? What the fuck is a piddle? <laughs> Takes a piss? Yes. Lindsay, how old are you? <laughs> piddles. Well. Dog pisses on the floor. <laughs> piddles. I tried saving you, but I couldn't okay. think of it. Hey, dog goddamn pisses on the floor. Um, so this is the thing. We don't directly address piddling. <laughs> what we do is, so we don't address excitement, nervous, or fear peeing. We put the dog through our training program, and it organically seems to go away. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't have any great techniques other than, obviously, keep the dog calm, but that's not practical all the time. But I find that the more structure you do, the more leadership and guidance you do, holding the dog accountable, doing a lot of duration work, good routines, especially at the beginning, to work through it, to build up new patterns in the dog. I'm finding that dogs are just stopping doing that. We see that happen all the time. That and car sickness, same Mm -hmm. thing. We don't address car sickness, but dogs just stop being car sick. And I've actually seen allergies go away by doing this as well. I've seen dogs get off medication with this philosophy as well. So it's pretty cool. Next. We're live. Hey, what happened on the screen? Why does my head look crooked? <laughs> the fuck's going on here with my fucking head? Is it the camera or the screen? I don't know. It's my head. Is it the desk? It's my Is desk. It's my head. Anyway, hey, everybody. How are you? Hey, Melissa. How are you doing? What's going on? Let's see if I move the camera back a little bit. What happens there? Go a little bit closer. What happens there? Anyway, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Welcome to the show. What's tonight? Saturday. Saturday Saturday night, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, everybody on all of our sound platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google. What else are we on? We're on a bunch of other platforms. Thank you and welcome. We'll do as much narrative as we can in YouTube Live. Thank you for being on YouTube Live. If you're brand new to my world, my name is Jeff. I own Solid Canine Training. This is Joelle. She's one of the trainers. She co-hosts the show Monday nights. My wife, Linda, co-hosts the show. We try to be pretty consistent. We've been pretty good lately. We've been pretty doing three days a week. So we're doing this free YouTube live show, a Q&A show from anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. Um, you can ask your questions. There's a little box at the bottom. You can ask your questions down at the bottom. There's also a dollar sign there. Dollar, dollar, make you holla. If you push on that, it's something that YouTube um, offers, actually. So you can um, you can uh, throw us a little bit of cash. You're, what happens is you become a super chat where your question goes up at the top. And um, what we do is we read it because we can't get through all the questions. Like last show, we couldn't get through all the questions. Nope. So that was a challenge. That was a challenge. Um, if, if you try to write a question, it's more than 200 characters. It doesn't post. We're finding that out. So also a lot of the questions we answer, we answer them really, really quickly. I answer them really, really quickly. You know, ideally every one of these questions needs sort of like a minimum of a one hour Skype and a maximum of a five week boarding train. <laughs> So we're doing the best we can. I mean, I also have 5,000 videos out there for folks to refer back to. We do a ton of stuff on um, our Facebook um, platform, a ton of stuff on Instagram. I think it's really, really important that folks um, bring a lot of stuff into context as well. You're going to hear me talk a lot about punishment. The reason why you hear me talk a lot about punishment, 
we specialize in aggression rehab. We specialize in behavior modification. We're really, really good at stopping unwanted behaviors. It's really important for folks to understand that 90% of the dog trainers out there, and this is not a dig at them at all, but they don't know how to stop unwanted behaviors. They don't. They know how to train things, which is important. Every dog trainer should know how to do basic obedience, um, but most don't know how to even stop a simple behavior, such as whining or barking or create anxiety or, you know, and aggression, forget it. Most dog trainers don't know how to, how to stop aggression. Um, and that's fine. They should stay out of there. That's not their arena to play in. Um, so you're hear me talk a lot about punishment. The reason is the only way to stop it. I want to behavior is through the proper application of a, of a punisher. Um, with punishment, there's no yelling, there's no screaming. You're not mad. You're not upset. It's really, really important to understand that. Um, nobody should be yelling at their dog to get them to stop doing something. Um, the art of properly applied punishment is very, very important to learn. And I think that um, one of the things that our show does is it talks a lot about it. I talk about it transparently. I talk about the proper use of shock collars. Um, but also, meanwhile, we train dogs with food. Like we're food trainers. Like we use the dog's daily kibble. We use markers, obviously. We use we clicker train dogs. We use we use physical touch for affection. But that's all good, but it'll never stop anything. So when it comes time to stopping stuff, there's only one way to do it as far as a a training um, uh, philosophy, and that's through punishment. So you hear me talk a lot about that. And let's get right to the top, the first question of the show. Dogworks um, has a question. Um, 999 Super Chat. I have a friend with a blue healer. The dog will charge any door that a person enters or exits. Only when the wife is present in the house, she has to open the door for any guests come or go. Help. Okay. So, and you've already tried a bonker. All right. You might not have tried it right, Dogworks. And that's not a diggy you. But getting a dog to stop chasing a door, rushing a door I'd like to think is a pretty simple fix, even with the most challenging dogs. If you make the act of charging the door suck, the dog will stop. It's as simple as that. If you make the act of charging the door suck, it will stop. So, a bonker, because you're going to hear me refer to a bonker a lot. A bonker is a towel wrapped up. I have a video how to make a bonker. I have a video how to use a bonker. All it is is a cotton towel. It costs $2, less than $2 to make. And we live in the United States, so that's $2 U.S. dollars, probably Canada, probably $2, two Canadian dollars as well, you know, especially if you go to Walmart. It's probably one of the best punishers out there. You can also use a remote collar. You can also use sparklet bottles. You know those water bottles that you have, the, the five-gallon water bottles? You know those things? Like get two or three of those, and I assure you, this sounds crazy, barbaric, and mean, but having a dog rush a door with possible bad intentions is dangerous as hell. But... Imagine your dog runs towards the door and something sucky happens, such as these five-gallon bottles going crashing at the door, a bonker crashing at the dog, a high-level remote collar stem making the dog very uncomfortable. I mean, it sounds a little bit like, oh my gosh, like the world's coming to an end. 
Yeah, it should the first time. Then the dog goes, holy shit, why would I want to do that again? And I've seen and heard and read of all these other ways to supposedly stop it. And none of them address the actual, like, out-of-control behavior. They're trying to redirect the dog or get the dog to look at them or hold the dog back. And all that stuff doesn't work. So try that. And then you can do all the fun stuff. Like, you, then you can do all the rewarding not rushing the door. But until you stop the unwanted behavior, which is what nobody wants to talk about, everybody wants to jump to step two and make step two step one. Now, step two is once the dog has stopped rushing the door, then you reward it for not rushing the door. But you don't do it to stop it from rushing the door. It won't happen. It can't happen. I'm not seeing it happen. So, all right, next. Gerard? We have a six-month-old husky, had him since he was eight weeks, and we're still having issues with growling or, on the rare occasion, nipping. We have three kids, nine, eight, and three. How can we stop that behavior? Okay. So, Gerard, so you've got your work cut out for you. The children, and I'm a father of seven, okay? The children absolutely probably have a large um, part in why the dog is still growling. Historically, most families with kids, especially three years old, but also eight and nine, high energy, possibly fast moving, loud talking, possibly putting too much pressure on the dog and the dog is feeling uncomfortable. Okay. So that doesn't make the kids bad. That doesn't make the dog bad. It just makes it is what it is what it is. So what I would say is, can you have this six month old dog go to a spot, go to a place and can those children leave that dog alone all day long? Dog goes to his place, which is an obedience command. We teach it on our website and our YouTube channel. It's easy to do. And can the kids just look at the dog and observe the dog and leave it alone? Or do they have the need to go over to the dog and pet the dog all the time? Is there any hugging of the dog going on? Is there any faces being put in the dog's face? Is there any um, trying to get the dog all ramped up? Is the dog possibly overtired and they're trying to get the dog ramped up? So, we correct growling, but we're also very fair to the dog. What are the kids doing? What are the kids doing? So if I saw a video, please don't send it to me because you'd have to book a Skype session with me. Um, which is why, the, by the way, anybody can book a Skype session with me. Just go to my website and go underneath Skype and it's a one-hour session and it's pretty serious. The show tends to be sometimes a little bit snarky. Not you. Yes. I'm not allowed to be frivolous. Okay. Serious? I'm not allowed to be frivolous either. Okay. Siri. Okay. Such a naughty girl. So, so what I would want to do is it's a combination of both things. So I want you to be self-aware of what's going on with um the house. Now, if it if you because I want to know before you before you apply a punisher to that dog, I want to know what's going on because I need to be fair to the dog. Next. Rose Montave, when my dog has the e-collar on, she gets sad and barely moves. Is this what people mean when your dog shuts down? Nah, I think shut down is an overused term. So your dog might be confused. Remember, guys, the, the remote collar is not magic. You actually still have to tell your dog what to do. 
So shutdown, I think, is overused. You want to see a shutdown dog? Go to a shelter. Go to a shelter. Now, the fact that you said your dog is um, uh, sad makes me feel that you're using too much human emotion because your dog's not sad. Your dog might be calm. So right now, sorry for everybody on my sound platforms, but for right now, I've got three dogs right there. Okay? Now, if I had shock collars on those dogs, if I had shock collars on those dogs, and I took a photo from a bunch of different angles, I wouldn't be surprised if some bunch of people said that those dogs were shut down and sad. In fact, I know they would because I've done the experiment before. Meanwhile, they don't have shock collars on and they're just lying down there resting. So what I would say is it's possibly that you got the arousal out of your dog, but you also haven't told your dog what to do. So we use food when we train dogs, even on a remote collar. So I don't know how you train the dog and I don't know what you're trying to do your dog to do but you probably didn't shut your dog down. Next. Oh, $5. $5. Top chat. Rick, thank you. 30 days with your free content has totally changed our lives. Rick? Thumbs up. Everybody thumbs up for Rick. Thumbs up for Rick. So Rick is a good example. And I'm assuming what he means by is for the last 30 days, he's been watching my videos and which are free, by the way. And this is not, none of this stuff is ego statement, guys. Like this is all, yes, I get super chat money, but none of this stuff is ego statement. This is, there is massive amounts of free content on my platform with no obligation of anything at all financially for me, for folks to be able to help their dogs. And all you have to do is do the work. That's it. I will never blame owners for failing their dogs, but it's, it is, oh, it is, all of you guys, as well as mine, responsibility to have our dogs be successful. We're the reason why our dogs aren't well-behaved, and we're the reason why our dogs are are well-behaved. Bottom line, let's be transparent about that. Whether you go to a dog trainer or not, it all comes down to us as owners. And I'm a dog owner. they're They're pet dogs, and they're far from perfect. But the reason why our dogs don't behave is is our fault right here, and it's your fault. But I'm not one of these owners, these trainers that blame and shame owners. So that's not where that's coming from. It's coming more from of like, guess what? Yep, it's all on us, all of us. It's called 100% responsibility. We don't like what we have with our dog. It's up to us to change it. Cool, next. All right, Steve N took your advice from a previous show and punished high e-caller for breaking known command. He seemed shut down for a bit, but I worked him through and holy shit, since then we've had the best walks and he doesn't ever break place unless I say I had clearly been underwhelming and nagging the shit out of him. He now understands. No, thanks for all the awesome guidance. Good. And again, Steve N, he wasn't shut down. It's so important. It is so important that we understand that. Most of us have never seen a shut down dog. You've probably have never seen your dog go, holy shit, Steve is serious. Exactly. Exactly. 
I'm trying to raise the bar on dog training. And even if your dog was shut down, it wasn't. But if we want to go down that road, Steve, the last part of your your, your statement is all that matters. It's all that matters. Nothing else matters. And for any of you that have ever struggled with any alcohol issues or drug issues or coffee addiction or cigarette addiction or mental stuff, whether it's depression or anxiety, and have gone through some intensive talk therapy, for any of my colleagues out there, and some of that I am I'm present, present company included, okay? I'm on the list too. And if any of you have gotten through all that stuff, I'm on that list. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be hard. If it's easy, everybody would do it. So anytime you see a highly trained dog out there, I assure you, it had an intense training program. Next. $4.99, super chat. Megan. Megan. Hey, Megan. Thank you. Top tips for bringing a new 10-month-old dog home? You're talking about yourself? (laughs) Megan, I thought you were moving in with me. Uh, You can't bring another dog. (laughs) That changes everything, Megan. The deal was you're bringing one dog with you. Want to get brother's new dog off to a good start. Want to be sure we're getting home off to a good start. Megan, everything you've ever heard me say, everything you, I can't believe Megan's getting another fucking dog. She just said brother's new dog. Want to get brother's new dog off? To a good start. The brother, her physical brother or the brother of the dog that she has? Is she calling her dog (laughs) a brother? The two brothers? Is she bringing home another male dog? No. You sure? I'm positive. 100% positive. It's your brother's dog, right? All right, Megan, you can still move in with me. All right. So what I want you to do is your brother, if it is your actual physical, biological brother, the human we're talking about, um, what I want you to do is have your brother start watching all my videos. Um, What you want to do is start like a board and train. What would you do for a board and train? Lots of structure, lots of rules. Not as much affection, obedience training, consequences, no backstory on that dog whatsoever. And then you're going to get to where you want to be. Next, another super top chat, chat, top chat. $9.99 from Pat. Pat, I love Excuse me, Pat, I love you. Pat sometimes has a hard time asking a question on her top chat. So that might come down later. Thank you, Pat. All right. Next. Abington586. Have a week-old baby in the home now. In the past week, my two dogs have gotten into two fights. Dog one will sit by me holding the baby and go after dog two. Just ordered e-collar tips. Yeah. Okay. You got to watch my baby proofing. If you guys go to seven days to sanity, seven days to sanity. If you go to that website, try the, try the coupon code Kira, K-Y-R-A, or girl. G-I-R-L, G-I-R-L. I think those will give you 25% off. Try those one of those two codes. I'm just wanting to be able to save people money. It's a 1999 streaming thing. 
and it's about baby proofing. What I want you to do is this. I want you to run your home. I don't want to end up with a dead dog or an injured kid. And if we don't stop it, you're going to. Let me be point blank with you. I'm not trying to scare you at all. This is my specialty. So now I'm in, now you're in my arena. You're playing in my arena, two fighting dogs. This is what I want you to do. I want you to definitely realize that you brought a human life home, and that's the most important thing in the world. And it it will it will is way more important than these dogs. So as of today, these dogs' lives are are on a countdown timer. They're both on a countdown timer. Meaning if at one point a dog's going to have to go if it doesn't stop. And that's just a fact. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I don't want people to be like, I would never get rid of one of my dogs. I'm like, well, you brought a baby home. You have two fighting dogs in the house. You better get rid of one dog at some point if it gets too bad. So let's, let's stop that from happening. I want both those dogs created at night. I want both those dogs created when you're not home. I want both those dogs to be in place. Like I just showed my dogs in place right now. I want leashes on those dogs at all time in the house. I want no physical affection given to those dogs whatsoever. I want no free roaming of those dogs whatsoever. If you've got a second floor house and the children in the baby's room is upstairs, I don't want any dogs on that second floor. If you've got a ranch house and you've got a hallway that have got the the, the bedrooms, I don't want any dogs back there at all. The dogs should be isolated to probably minimal rooms, minimal real estate whatsoever. They don't do anything without permission, nothing at all, okay? Start there. And if you blink at any of that stuff, you don't want to hear what I have to say next because then it gets hard. Then the hard work begins. Start with setting your home up like that. I want you to have the whole mental, I want everybody in that house to have the whole attitude that the dogs aren't important anymore and the human life is the most important thing in the world. There's nothing more valuable than human life, in my opinion, especially a child's life. The gift of a child coming into your home trumps everything. Everything. So I don't want to get the call because I get these calls every day. I get these emails every day about a dog biting a child. I hate getting those calls. I get them every day. So I'm trying to stop them. So let's go hardcore. We start with that, Abington 586. Got it? And then we'll be on the air on Monday. And you let me know how it goes. But that dog should not be next to you. So think about this. Your other dog was guarding you, resource guarding you over the other dog. The other dog gets close. The other dog walks by. Your guard dog protected you and the baby. It's not allowed. Nobody protects my kids but me. I've got three German Shepherd and a Malinois and a Turkish Kengel. And they'll see them out with my kids. And everybody's like, man, that's the safest kid in the that's the safest kid in the neighborhood. I'm like, I know, because his dad has a gun. And I'm being serious. My dogs aren't protecting my children. I'm protecting my children. So my dogs will not do that. Because why? They'll bite Uncle Joe. They'll bite the UPS. They'll bite the mailman. They'll bite the cleaning lady, they'll bite somebody that they're not supposed to bite. So let's just have that attitude. Start with there, and then we'll start talking about the difficult stuff next. Melissa says, hello. Is that a 999? Is that a new one? No, it's Pat. Got it. Hey, Hey, Melissa. Melissa, Thanks. Nicole, hello. Is it okay to back up Krong to an e-collar, trying to avoid having her wear three collars? Um, You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Now, what you could do is if you want – just don't use the carabiner method. If you want to use the method of you've got two little clips with a with a piece of nylon in between, that I'll let you do. The reason is 
because the only way that that remote that remote collar strap will be have any pressure on it is if the collar actually pops off. If you do the carabiner, it might make a little bit of pressure on it, and I don't want that to happen. Next. Julie's Canine Academy. Miss you guys. Hey, Julie. Look at you. Somebody's up past their bedtime, a pregnant lady. Hey, Julie, how are you? <laughs> Julie's you. having a baby. Yep. She broke the internet, too. Yeah. Russ. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Good to see you both. Hey, Russ. Hey, Proud Russ. of you, buddy. Trisha, six Celeste. How do I get my German Shepherd to stop stalking and ambushing my other dog? He won't go outside because of her. Um, you know, that's a common thing to, for dogs to happen. And again, what you do is you can put a remote collar on your dog. And when your dog goes into that stock, that German Shepherd stock mode, you would say no and correct your dog. So you got to advocate for that second dog. Because at some point, that second dog's going to be tired of the bully in the house. And there's going to be a dog fight. There's going to be a dog fight. Next. Um, Jake, when you give an e-collar correction to a dog, aggressive or leash reactive dog, is it momentary or continuous or does it depend on the situation? Well, we've got two different, there's a big difference between leash aggression and dog aggressive, a humongous difference. So one is dangerous and one is bad behavior, in my opinion. So dog aggression are, that's a serious situation. And that's a very specialized protocol that we do. And when we apply the punisher on a dog aggressive dog is different than on a leash aggressive dog. It's with different collars. There's a muzzle involved and it's a whole different sequence. As far as leash reactive dog, what we do is we apply the punisher at the first sign of reactivity. So we don't wait till the dog is reactive. It's too late. I give the example all the time with someone that's an alcoholic. Like if your best buddy's an alcoholic and you're trying to keep your best buddy for drink from drinking, are you really going to wait until he's already at the bar having cocktails? No. If the thought of your buddy going to the bar is when you would put your big, you would be, be, do your big punisher or you would interrupt your friend. It's like, whoa, it's not a good idea for you out drinking tonight. Right? Not when they're on the way to the bar, not when they're sitting at the bar, not when they're picking up their first drink. At the thought of going to the bar is when you're going to have that conversation. So same with your least reactive dog. You want to make sure you apply your punisher at the very, very first sign of it. And it should be a pretty strong punisher. Next. Disgruntled 03, one and a half year old GSD whines when sent to place. e call yep. correct for whining and it just causes her to whine more. Keep going or try a different tool. I know. Thanks. So now you're going to be, um, um, it, this is the thing. You got a dog that likes to whine. And I don't want to say German Shepherds like to whine, but we see a lot of whiny German Shepherds. So is it a stereotype or is it just the truth being repeated, right? The thing is, you got to figure out a magic formula for this. All I know is the more structure you put into this dog's life, the less affection you do. And I'm not against affection, guys. Nobody got a dog not to be affectionate. But boy, you didn't get a dog to have a whiny little freaking dog either, right? So it's like, you, you, we can only work with so much here. So what I want to do is I would try you on the remote collar. You can go up, you can go down, you can hit momentary, you can hit continuous. You sort of got to figure out your magic recipe. You use a bonker. Bonker is, you know, bonker is the cotton towel. You would say no, bonk the dog. It's always going to take a punisher to do it. It's always going to take a punisher to do it. If your dog doesn't have its head down, if it's like in, in place, but its head isn't down on the ground, I would highly encourage you to teach head down. You can do that. Um, uh, also, what are you doing outside of place? How hard are you working your dog? How precise are you working your dog? Are you, are you getting your, giving your dog 
too much affection? Are you keeping your dog in drive too much? Are you able to get your dog out of drive instantly? So there's a lot of different variables there. All I know is that usually when you work your dog a little bit more, hold your dog accountable for a lot of other stuff, cut back on affection and do more duration work, a lot of the whining organically goes away. Next. Um, and let me ask one thing. Does the dog whine when there are other people besides you around? Next. She says it also causes her to whine more out of, yeah. out of place as well. Exactly. Um, Red Riding Hood and the Wolf. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Thoughts on using a prong collar and choke chain together at the same time? Um, I don't use choke chains. I don't train on choke chains. I mean, I think it's really hard to train on a choke chain. I guess if you wanted to use a choke chain as a backup, as your backup, as long as it doesn't engage, I'm okay with that. Next. Kaylee J. Hey, guys. I've been correcting my dog for whining with the e-collar with the mindset of high correction for tiny infraction. Problem is he starts screaming and continuing to whine after... That goes on for a few corrections until he stops. Am I going too high on the collar? Um, he stops though, right? Sounds like it. So no, he stops. You just got to figure out the recipe. Whining's a bitch. Sure is. Whining is a bitch. It's like, it's the shrapnel. It's like the last little, it's like the last little thing left over, isn't it? Pain in the fucking ass, that damn whining. <laughs> Trust me. I know. So, you know. To me, if I had a whining dog, I would try everything. And if I got a, if I got a little bit of a scream and a couple more whines, but then it stopped, I'd be like, all right, I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. Guys, it's not magic. It's not a miracle, right? So it, it, it can be hard. It can be hard. But the last thing I want, and, and notice how, and, and trust me, guys, we, we, a lot of people will say, well, it's a shepherd. It needs more exercise. Let's just address that. Your dog should get plenty of exercise. Nowhere am I saying the dog shouldn't get exercise. Absolutely, dogs should get proper diet. I feed raw. You don't have to do raw, but I do raw. Exercise. I exercise the hell out of my dogs. I don't over-exercise them because I'm not trying to tire them out. I just give them a proper amount of exercise. So they swim eight months out of the year, three to four times a day. We play chuck it two to three times a day. I go for structured walks a bunch. There's plenty of off-leash time. You know, I do lots of stuff, but that's not going to stop any of these behaviors. If it did, I wouldn't be a dog trainer. I would be a dog exerciser. And I'm serious. <laughs> I would literally just take dogs exercising. I would love it. Like this time of year, I'd probably go somewhere and get a snowmobile or a four-wheel drive and run dogs. Yeah, I would love every minute of it. I'd have a great time. In the summer, I would get a, just swim dogs all the time. I'd run dogs all the time. But none of that stuff is going to fix all these dangerous behaviors. you got to train the damn dog still. So the last thing I want your dog to do is be in drive. A whiny dog being in drive. No, I want a whiny dog to learn how to be calm. Next. Uh, Bug512, good evening. Hope you both are well and always look forward to your show. Thank you for your great information. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Bug512. Lindsay, nine-month-old board and train piddles when excited, especially when coming out of the crate. Try bonker to eliminate excitability, but also piddles when bonked. Suggestions? What the fuck's a piddle? <laughs> Takes a piss? Yes. Lindsay, how old are you? <laughs> piddles. Well. Dog pisses on the floor. <laughs> piddles. I tried saving you, but I couldn't okay. think of anything. Dog goddamn pisses on the floor. Um, so this is the thing. We don't directly address piddling. 
What we do is, so we don't address excitement, nervous, or fear peeing. We put the dog through our training program, and it organically seems to go away. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't have any great techniques other than, obviously, keep the dog calm, but that's not practical all the time. But I find that the more structure you do, the more leadership and guidance you do, holding the dog accountable, doing a lot of duration work, good routines, especially at the beginning to work through it, to build up new patterns in the dog. I'm finding that dogs are just stopping doing that. We see that happen all the time. That and car sickness, same Mm -hmm. thing. We don't address car sickness, but dogs just stop being car sick. And I've actually seen allergies go away by doing this as well. I've seen dogs get off medication with this philosophy as well. So it's pretty cool. Next. Jillian Anderson, thoughts on allowing dogs up on the couch and sleeping in bed with owner has a cush crate and large cot as his own place. I would need, I'm not against spooning a dog, but what's the behavior? So that's an, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a time bomb question. If the dog has got separation anxiety, no. Leash reactivity, no. Resource guarding, no. Human or dog aggression, no. Pushy or snotty, no. Fearful, no. So, I mean, it just, it just make all those things worse. Make all those things worse. So, I think, I mean, it's wonderful sleeping with your dog. It's fantastic. When I'm on the road, I sleep with my dogs. At home, I can't. But it's I love sleeping with my dogs. But you have to remember... Are we doing it for us or are we doing it for them? Historically, we do it for us. Um, But there's so many behaviors. Remember, I'm the guy that works with the badly behaved dogs. So all of my advice is based on my experience with, oh God, over 4,000 dogs. And all of them bad behaved. So it's sort of like if you're obviously an electrician, you'll have pretty pretty strong opinions about how a, how, how a house is wired, right? If you're a firefighter, you'll have pretty, pretty strong opinions on like different situations that you shouldn't do because they see a lot of fires from it. So, but I don't meet too many dogs that are qualified to sleep with their owners. Next. Top oh, chat. 499 top chat. Hey Grant, how and when do you correct the dog's mindset while they're properly holding command? Um, it's not about Grant. Good question, buddy. How are you doing? Great talk, by the way. Um, it's not as much Grant about the physical aspect of holding command. What's going on with the dog mentally? And what I mean by that is, you can have a dog in a down. It's physically in a down, but it's mentally like maybe scanning around too much or staring too much and the, or you have a dog looking, but loading, meaning it's loading on things. So I'm not against dogs looking at things, but it's like, Whoa, but you're thinking naughty thoughts that I don't want. Oh, you're in a down, but you're looking at that rabbit. Like you're about to pounce. So that's what you want to do next. Karen. Oh, did I just read that one? Hey, Jeff and Joel, enjoying the show. I always learn something. Cool. Next. Okay. Miss M. Hi, I've taught my two dogs place and they both know it, but I've half-assed and forced it. So now should I start over or just start punishing when they break command? Um, You probably should 
kick yourself in the ass first. And then you should say, let's give the dog a one-week crash course. Got it? And then start holding the dog accountable. Next. Lindsay says, should have added that dog checks out from the vet with no urinary problems. Yeah. Yeah, the piddler's probably fine. Aaron K, one six-month-old golden won't jump climb into backseat of SUV, even with food lures. How do I get her in the car? She's already 50 pounds. Much love to you for all your free advice. Karen, I think I made a video on that, didn't I? The one about that. It's on Instagram and Facebook. So there's an Instagram and Facebook video (laughs) that you want to watch. It's a short video on how to do it. It's You might want to watch it. Go back there. I demonstrated this in my last Elkhart, Indiana seminar. A dog that for years hadn't gone in the back of an SUV. And it was a big SUV. That dog went. That dog jumped in that SUV in about five minutes or less, maybe three minutes. Three minutes. About three minutes. That dog was jumping up in that SUV. It's all done with leash pressure. Very strong leash pressure. Take a long line. Have somebody in the vehicle. That dog's going in. Got it. Next. It's called push pull. It's called the push pull. <laughs> Top chat. Top chat. Grant, please re-explain. Would you say? Let's go and correct the way you are not directly correcting the dog. Let's go. Let's go is the release, buddy. I think he wants, like, the question is, how would you how would you go about correcting the state of mind? E-collar. Oh, 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 sorry. I would use the remote collar um, on the state of mind. We use the remote collar on variable levels and either usually on, on continuous at lower levels trying to figure out, like, we watch the dog, watch the dog, the dog's aroused, get your remote collar, continuous, watch the dog, and then figure out what level it takes to get the dog to go. Mm-hmm. And you're not saying anything. You're not no. saying anything. It's unspoken. Mm-hmm. It's unspoken. I think that answer. a whole session with Diesel on that. Yeah, funny. yeah. Next. Another top chat. $5 one. Rose, Rose Montev, one, it's okay to have a cushion in the crate. She shits she shits in the crate if the cushion isn't inside and tries to shit through the holes in the crate. Okay. So if you put a cushion in the crate and the dog doesn't shit, but without it, it shits, sounds like a cushion's a good idea to me. <laughs> Next. Yep. Now, if your dog eats the cushion, No. You ready? Next. Okay, great. Diana, I have a year-old dachshund mix. He barks and whines all night during bedtime in his crate. We tried using the bonker, but he continues to bark louder. What can I do? Get yourself a proper remote collar. Tell the dog to shut up. Mm. Next. Anna, how would you recommend two dogs meeting? Thank you so much for all the information you've given us. Anna, I need a hundred more pieces of information. What two dogs? I need to know what two dogs. So I need to know, this is what I need to know. And you're not going to have time to tell me here. This is going to be, a, this would be a Skype session or go on to my Patreon channel, patreon.com slash solid canine training. You can ask longer questions there. You get way more help on Patreon. I need to know everything about this dog, not its history. I need to know about the other dog. I need to know about your skill set and any other human skill sets in there. And I need to know what your experience is with breaking up a dog fight. There's a lot of variables. What I can say is migrate, go for a structured walk and see how that goes. Next. Most people do it wrong though, because they want the dogs to be best friends. They use lots of resources such as food, 
lots of affection, lots of happy voices. That's the best way to get dogs to fight. Next. Top chat? No. Oh, it went away? Um, Jasmine, I have a one-year-old GSD, timid. She cowers around groups of strangers. She's e-collar trained. I've been walking her outside shopping centers recently. Tips for bringing her out of her shell. Yeah. So, number one, I would... You have to be her confidence for 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 her. Don't let people approach her. Take her to lots of places. Keep people away from her. Show her the world is safe. Watch your tone of voice. Don't try to convince her verbally that everything's fine because in her mind, everything isn't fine. Show her everything is fine. And then what you can do is um, you could absolutely use some food rewards. But if she takes food, she's not that nervous. Nervous dogs don't take food. That's why with all of our nervous, fearful dogs, we, it's hard for us to do food training. Um what I would do is get your dog to do duration, down, long downstays in crowded areas, and teach the dog how to be relaxed. Believe it or not, a remote collar is fantastic, fantastic for a timid, nervous dog. Next. Top chat. Top chat. $10. Juan, hey, Juan. Thanks for videos. Been great for my six-month-old pity. Knows crate command. Leave him in three hours with video camera. After two and a half hours, restless, choose bed. Always exercise before going in. How to increase duration, create when not home. So um, I would get the bed out of there. Number one, get the bed out of there because your dog's going to destroy the bed. Um, what I would do is you're going to have to get your dog to – what I want to say is how much can you get your dog to relax when you are home, even out of the crate? Is the dog capable? Because it's not practical. Two and a half hours isn't practical, right? You know that. You probably work more than a two and a half hour shift. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Shit, shift. Instead of the dog <laughs> shitting in the crate on the on the bed, we had two we had two dog bed questions. Um, one was shitting, one wasn't. Um, and then what I want you to do is, um, what you'd have to do is you if you want to keep the dog in the bed, the the bed in the crate, you've got to correct the dog for chewing it, and you have to be there with the remote collar. So what I would do is I would teach that dog how to do downs in the crate, <clears throat> and for long periods of time while you're home. Next, Karen. Six-month-old Golden was doing fine when told to go into the crate. Now bratty and wants to run away from me. How do I use the collar for this? Thanks so much. Don't use the collar right now, Karen. Go with the whole the old leash-prong-collar combo. Tell that dog to get its butt in the crate. Six-month-old, it's probably coincidence. The dog's just all of a sudden, you know, that feeling that it can get away with things. Going through, an, going through a fuck you stage and just, like, not listening to you. Next. Jamal, nice hat. Thanks, Jamal. He also says, what's up, guys? You're referring to my hat, right? I mean, Yeah, this this is real. <laughs> this is a real forehead. This is not a bald wig, okay? It's a real forehead. I didn't just stick this fucking thing on here, <laughs> okay? This is it. This is it. It's, it's real. The real deal. This is real, right? <sighs> Rhea, with your help and concepts of punishment, we're on the rewarding fun stage on so many behaviors. Thank you. Proud of you. Nice. Next. Diana. Hi, I, I started taking my 11 month at work. I work at a pet boutique. She's doing well. No issues. Everyone loves coming in and playing with her and she loves it as well. Any thoughts if this is ideal for my dog? She stays in place when I ask and I use an e-collar. Sounds like everything's going well for you, right? I'm not hearing any negatives right now. So keep it up. Next. Um, uh, Solis 2004. 
I have a 10-month-old dachshund. He constantly jumps on people and over my fences. How can I correct that behavior before he breaks his back? What kind of fucking wow, fence do you have? It's a goddamn dachshund. That's impressive. What do you have, 18-inch fences? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a dachshund. <laughs> Call up Guinness. Get that dog in their freaking agility or something. <laughs> That's what, what kind of fence could you possibly? <laughs> what kind of fences do you have? Stop using your high-pitched voice. Jesus <laughs> Christ. This is what I want you to do. Your dog is going to hurt its back because dachshunds are prone exactly. for back injuries. Just jumping off the couch can fuck your dachshund up for life. Mm-hmm. But I want you, especially 10 months old, it hasn't even, it hasn't even um, finished its growth plates growing yet. So this is what I want you to do. Leash on the dog. If it jumps up, I have a video on how to stop it from jumping on people. Jumping on people is easy. It's an easy fix. You stop that in about three seconds. Watch my video on how to do that. Make jumping on people suck. Mm. Bottom line. And for the fences, without, Jesus Christ. You know, I, 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 for me, I'd go up to a 20-inch fence instead of an 18-inch fence. Maybe that'll help. For a fence, same thing. It's dangerous. Your dog can jump over the fence. can get injured. It could die. It can run into the street. Even if you had a baby gate, that's still high. That's still high. It's still high for a dachshund. So I need to clarify this. Right. I mean, what kind of fence do you have? Like a dollhouse fence? I would just tell you put the dog on a leash as it goes to jump up the fence. No. Boom. Pop. Next. Raya says, LOL, snarky. I don't know what that's in regards to. I don't to. know. Something I said. A lot of snarkiness. Um, Rose Montave gave a thumbs up. Nice. Greg says, new milestone, took Dex to PetSmart for a second blood test. Tech brings him out saying he was really good. In his file, it says aggressive, but he didn't lunge at any of the dogs that crossed his path. Wish I could have been there to witness it. Greg, and unless it's on Instagram, it didn't happen, but we'll take your word for it. Good job. I we'll believe you. Good, good job, Greg. Proud of you. Proud of Dex. Uh, Rick Maloney, no more chaos. Three dogs in place now. Didn't think it was possible before. Fuck yeah. Nice. Nice, Rick. Greg says, likewise, my friend. Rick, you're killing it, buddy. You're killing it. Guys, it's not that hard. I got three dogs in place right now. It's not because I'm I'm a dog trainer. It's not because I have some, any basic, it's not because I have any great dog skills. Watch my easy video. They're free. It's free. It's on my YouTube channel. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. You can do it too. Next. Jody. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Finally caught your show live. Thanks for everything. Oh, hey, Jody. Love you. Angela, what are your thoughts on the pet safe pause away pet barrier? Um, safe it, pause. Is that the one? Is that like the, the, the. Pet safe pause away pet barrier. Which one is that? Is that like the scat mat? Is that like the scat mat? Or is that the one that's got the little pod? That um, the dog has a collar and then there's a little pod mm. and you put it wherever you want. Yeah, I would be okay with that. I'm not a big av- I'm not a big fan of PetSafe, but that's a pretty cool concept. So if you're talking about a little pod and wherever you put the pod, you can adjust it from like two to six feet and the dog has a collar and it keeps the dog two to six feet away from something. So you can actually put that pod anywhere. If that's what it is, I think it's a cool idea. And think about all the different applications you can have for that. Absolutely. Top chat. Top chat, Rose Montav, can I train my dog to not jump on other people besides me? I don't mind letting my dog jump. Yeah, watch my – Rose, first of all, if your dog's going to jump on you, give it a command. 
give it a command. Please give it a command. There's going to be a time where you don't want your dog to jump on you, like the day of a wedding or the day that like you've got, I don't know, some white outfit on or you've got your, you know, 10 denier stockings on, which nobody wears anymore, but I wish they did, especially the ones with the line up the back. Okay. So, and those are really fragile. Those come, you, you take, you, you have to take those out of the packaging with, with, with gloves and your toes have to be perfectly pedicured. <laughs> they do. They do. Ah, that heel is, what is that called? The French heel? What's that heel that we used to sell? It's boxed. The heel is boxed. Oh, what's it called? Oh, shoot. Maybe someone will remember. Maybe someone will remember. Anyway, sounds like Angelo. It is. Hi, guys. Hey, Angelo, you just got three trophies today in karate. Awesome. His first karate competition, right? Good job, buddy. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Love you, buddy. Love you. Good night, YouTube. Merry Christmas. <laughs> There he goes. All right. Uh, he's awesome. Um, I don't even know what the fucking question was. Oh, I don't. Oh, the jumping. I watched my video on jumping. How to stop jumping? Just look. How to stop jumping? It's with a Rottweiler. Rottweiler and me. I do it at every one of my seminars. It's easy to fix. Like dogs in our training center don't jump. Um, um, it's it's done with a leash and a prong or a remote. Next. Debbie says can't find your training videos. Really, Debbie? I got fucking five thousand of them. <laughs> You're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. You're on YouTube now. You're already here. Um, Are you serious, Debbie? Where have, where have you been looking? You're making his high-pitched voice come out, Debbie. Debbie, go to my YouTube channel. Seriously, literally go to my YouTube channel. They're right below. They're all there. And then go to my Facebook channel. There's tons of videos. You go to my video section. They're there. Next. Megan says, my actual brother, Joel, is right. Ah, mm -hmm. got it, Megan. Yep. So, Megan, you can you can still um, you can still move in with me, honey. <laughs> She's like, uh, no, Pat. Thank you for the straightforward, honest information. You're welcome. That's what I do. Uh, Melissa posted the link to your YouTube channel. Oh, thanks, <clears throat> Lucia. Hi there. Spoke to you a couple of weeks ago from the UK regarding the imminent arrival of our Romanian foster dog. Yes, he's been here for two weeks and doing well, except he lunges and barks at men and kids. Okay, so Lucia, prong collar on the dog. As soon as that dog gets aroused, bonk the dog. No bonk. Wait until pre-punish the bonk though. Pre-punish the little lunge. Do it. I just I just showed a video of it, right? I showed a video of it and how to use a bonker. Apply your punisher when you really don't need to apply the punisher to teach the dog the word no. And as soon as that dog looks aroused, you apply your punisher. Next. Top chat. No, oh, top chat. Jody. Oh, hey, Jody. $10. Love you, Jody. Thanks. <clears throat> Abington586 says, thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. Jillian Anderson. How do I get my dog to stay calm around the cat and not chase when the cat runs? Will chase, but doesn't go after her aggressively. Really just wants to play from what I can tell. All right. I mean, I mean, if you don't want your dog to chase at all, you put it in avoidance. Remote collar, make it suck. Simple. Remote collar on the dog. Dog gives chase. High level, make it suck. Excuse me. Next. Megan Reynolds. My dogs have two different play styles. Female loves to be chased or to chase. Male is pushy and wants to wrestle. He growls, barks, pushes her with his paws, wants to pin her to the ground and hold her. I mean, 
So this is the thing, Megan. I let my dogs play fight. I let my personal dogs with each other play fight. But I wouldn't let them play like that with another dog. Now, if your dogs are safe, my dogs are safe. I just don't trust other dogs. And you want to find another dog that is similar play style, you let them. So you got to decide. Do you let it keep going or do you stop it? I mean, it's a simple decision. Do you let it keep going or do you stop it? So I don't teach dogs how to play differently. I can stop the play, but I don't teach dogs how to play differently. Next. But it's beyond my skill set. Kaylee J. Yep. Though it kills me to not give affection to my dog right now. I'm giving him right now. I'm not giving him any. And that includes other people, though. It's harder for me to say no to others petting him. Need to work on it. So Kaylee J. Let me ask you a question. It's called boundary issues. You have boundary issues. It's harder for you to say no to others petting him. Okay. So Kaylee. So if I walk up to you. And I say, can I pet your dog? And you know I'm not supposed to. You would have a hard time telling me not to? Really? Okay. Kaylee, if I walked up to you and I grabbed your boobs, would you have a hard time telling me not to? I'd like to think not. In fact, you might not even use any words. Your foot would go up. I'd bend over and your knee would go up. Because that's what, ladies, you should be doing for assholes like me that do that. So you don't, you do have some boundaries. So me touching you, you're very clear with. That's not acceptable. You have no problem telling me I can't touch you. Got it? You need to put the petting of the dog in that boundary box. That doesn't mean you kick someone in the nuts for petting your dog. But what it means is... What it means is you have it in you to be firm with people. It is there. You do have it. You have to make it just as important. You know somebody petting your dog is not the best thing for your dog. Advocate for your dog. Put that in the personal space boundary box. Next. Disgruntled 03. She does whine without me there, but it's less, very little affection, and she does no head down. She runs and plays ball three to five times a day, and she does place regularly for hours. I think she's anxious. So she is anxious. Okay. I don't know why. So I don't know why either. I've got to, I mean, I'm not working with the dog. So um, I can only troubleshoot the best I can from here, right? From here. All I know is that, so it's good to know that the dog whines less without you. You might be a trigger. So an excitement trigger, which makes you normal, by the way. Um, so what I would say is I would, you have to keep correcting that whining. You have to just keep at it, which really, really sucks. That's about the best free advice I can give you. It's not even free advice. The advice from remotely right now, without really talking to you about every aspect of that dog's life that I can give you next. Batman to continue asking about your awesome dating advice. If my princess that's my Dobie's name, doesn't like someone new in my dating life. Should I trust her instinct right away asking for a friend? So if I, knowing that I like to think my relationships are going to last longer than my dog's life, even statistically, nobody's usually do. If I felt incredibly good about another human being and I'm a mature human being 
and it was based on not the usual stuff when you're like 14 to 21 that we all put at the high level, when we're actually ready for a serious relationship. And if I felt like, wow, this is somebody I really want to hang out with, I really want to get to know better, um, I'd like to spend time with, I'm attracted to mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually. And my dog didn't like the person. I would override my dog's decision on that one and tell my dog to go fuck himself. Next. This, oh, I just read that. Mm -hmm. Pat, recommendations for number of dog of owner dog sessions during two, three, five week board and train. Love your mid sessions. Thank you. Um, to me, the more you can work with the client, the better. So I think if you do a two week, I think you're probably going to want to do it at the end. But if you do a three week, you can do a session at the um at the session at the two week, and then at the uh, two days at the end of the three week. Everything after everything after three weeks, try to do once a week. Next. Mike Murphy, working lab, very high drive, six years old and intact, fine with dogs when working, very tense when not working, and will run 30 meters to attack other male dogs, having a hard time solving this. So that's typical. Dogs in working mode, and it's it's focused on the task at hand, and it doesn't give a shit about the other dogs and probably most of the other environmentals. And all of a sudden, now it's off the job, and now it's like everything's a thing. So what I would say is this. The fact that the dog is running 30 meters, and for anybody that's confused about that, that's 39 out, 39 inches to the meter. So you, all you do is just you do 30 times, um, 30 meters would be 30 times a yard, which is three feet. Okay, that's 90 feet. And then you take your 30 times three inches, which is another 90 inches. And then you take your 90 inches divided by 12, and you, get, and you add that to the 90 feet, and you get your answer. Okay, people that are confused. Good at math. Too. People that are confused about the whole meter thing. It's not that difficult. We're one of the few countries that don't speak um, I lost metric. You. I lost. Oh, you? All right. So what I would do is that's a pretty damn good distance. So the dog runs a pretty good distance. Let's call it. Let's call it a hundred feet, just for shits and giggles. Um, so what you're going to do is that dog should never be off leash. Number one, the should dog never should be off leash. What I would do is I would have that dog on a remote collar. And what I would do is the first step one would be this remote collar on the highest level, have that dog on a prong collar and a leash. And I would make sure I had a good secure leash with a good secure grip. I would let that dog run towards the dog. I might even put that dog, the, the leash on a tie back and I would correct that dog super high for running at a dog. The reason why is because I'm listening to the narrative guys. The dog doesn't want to run over and play. Okay, so Mike says, run 30 meters to attack other male dogs. Got it? Other male dogs. So that's meaning intent to harm. So dogs that intend to harm other dogs, an extreme consequence is applied to that dog that will make it incredibly suck for it to make that choice. Now, some people will say, well, you should just neuter the dog. Really? That's going to solve the problem. Take the dog's fucking testicles off. Okay. So, every single dog that I've ever worked, and there's been maybe not a thousand of those dogs, but at least a hundred of those dogs that have done the exact same behavior 
have no balls. And some of them are female. So that didn't work. So desexing the dog didn't fix the problem. So what I would do is I would do that. You make it suck to do that. Meanwhile, over in Europe, where in other countries where neutering is not as common as the U.S., a lot of these dogs are not struggling with this behavior. And I have dogs that I work with that are that are intact that don't do this behavior. So I'm not against spay and neuter, but what I'm saying is I believe it's choice. It's owner choice. Next. Uh, Emmanuel, how to best approach a seven-month aggressive, probably fear, Fila Brasileiro. Oh, get yourself a dog there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing. I don't know what your skill set. First of all, it's seven months old. So let's get this shit straight now before it turns into full-blown aggression, right? And the last thing we want is an 18-month-old dog like that, you know, that breed that's going to be aggressive. So what I would do, what I would do is this. It's seven months old. We still got some time. Um, we're going to stop it, though, immediately. I don't know what your skill set is on working with um, aggression. Also, I don't know if it's human aggressive or um, uh, dog aggressive. I need a way more information. So my aggressive stuff, I got to be careful about on how to give advice on because there's a lot of components to it. There's about 100 things we do with aggression. But what I would say is, I would say, what's that dog's lifestyle look like? The first thing I would be like, how much freedom does that dog have? Does that dog have even the most basic consequence for the smallest infraction of the most basic command? So that dog should immediately be put on some proper training equipment. The dog should immediately be taught threshold etiquette, in and out of a crate etiquette, obedience etiquette. Um, That dog then should be uh, worked on duration. Then we set the dog up to fail. Then we set the dog up to fail. Everyone wants to set the dog up to succeed. I want to set the dog up to fail. What's the dog's trigger? Boom. Give me the trigger. Let's punish that. Let's get it out of the way. That's what I would do. But I don't know what your experience is because I don't want you to get bit. So it takes a special skill set to work with an aggressive dog. I would need a lot more information. But I've got I've got a pretty good step-by-step plan that I give people in my Skype sessions on how to fix aggression. Next. Grant Noble donated $1.99. He said, boom, you're fishing similar to crating. Um, yes. Yes. Next. Uh, Melissa posted your Patreon. Thank you, Melissa. Shirley Bird. Can someone tell me who this young lady is that Jeff is with? Sorry, I haven't watched in a bit, so I'm out of the loop. She looks so much like Jeff. Is she his elder daughter? (laughs) No. Somebody (laughs) asked that before, too. I look like you. (laughs) This is Joelle. She's actually younger than my daughters. Okay. So this is Joelle. She is um, one of my trainers, and she does a lot of my social media, and she co-hosts the show. And you'll also see her traveling at my seminars because she does all the videoing and the um, uh, uh, the photos and does um, um, a lot of the live streaming and all the behind the scenes social media. So that's who she is. So she's been with the company now for how long? Five months. About five, about five months now. Mm-hmm. Next. Yep. Candy. She's the one that laughs in all the videos. I can't help it. Right. Candy, just wanted to say thank you. I recently adopted Lab Pity Mix, six months old. She basically had no training or human contact till I took her. She has come so far thanks to your videos. Candy, you're awesome. Next. Nice. Melissa says, Shirley Bird, that is Joelle. She's a trainer at Death's Training Center. They are not related. Not related, no. Shirley Bird, thanks, Melissa, for the reply. I thought so, but the similarity was driving me crazy. Why do you think we look like? 
No, I mean, I look like my, my oldest kids are 24. I mean, 28, you're 24. Mm. I look, I look, I look similar to my oldest kids. Yeah. You look just yeah. like your oldest kids. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just hanging out with, I, like you, I was just hanging out with Olivia. Yeah. Did you see the knife she made today? Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's a nice knife. What am I, what, guys, go check out Wildcraft Knives on Instagram. Go on to Instagram, Wildcraft Knives. That's my daughter. And God, she freaking, she makes, she, she pounds steel for a living. She pounds steel for a living and geez, does she, she it's pretty awesome. made an cr- incredible knife today. Next. She makes incredible knives all the time, but this one today, that handle, ah, mm-hmm. next. Heroes Workshop. Hey, Jeff, if I use a Punisher e-collar on my dog for growling while in place, will he have a bad association with place? We live in a condo and he growls when he hears people in the hallway talking. I've never seen that happen. And I've done that thousands of times. Thousands of times I've done it. Like all the time I do it. I've never seen it happen. Next. Um, a Solus 2004. Yes, a baby gate. <laughs> it's still, still really. High. It's still impressive. Next. Wow. Yeah. Angela, I'm waiting for you guys to drop that merch. Uh, yes, I know. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. We're working on it. Got it. <laughs> uh, Did you get a hold of Amanda? We're Monday. She's waiting mean- to hear back. Okay. Yeah. We're 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 so working on it. Yeah. Trust me, <laughs> we're working. She says yes. The pod, like the thing with the dogs and the collar, keeps them away. Yeah, cool. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, let us know. Make a bu- make a bunch of how to videos because we don't use those. I think it's cool. Next, she says she has that for now. I'm saving up for a good quality e collar. They ain't cheap. Yeah, they are, Angela. Okay. Anybody here? Anybody here that's trying to buy a remote collar for 180 bucks? This is what I want you to do. I want you to go through your expenses last month. All your expenses, go through all your credit card bills, all your cash that you spent, all your itemized receipts, okay? Go through everything. And you can't come up with 45 bucks a week that you spent that you didn't need to spend? Did, did you eat out? There you go. You didn't have to eat out. You drinking, you're drinking coffee on the road? You didn't have to drink coffee on the road. You buying bottled water? Tap water's just fine. You going out to lunch? No, 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 no. Pack your meals. Where are you grocery shopping? Can you save money? There's always a way to save money. Always. Also, go through your house. Everything that you haven't touched in a year, put in a pile, put on Facebook uh, Marketplace, and sell it. We all got cash, guys. It's all about priorities. Next. Melissa says, it was the Cuban foot for the nylons. I miss Miko. Cuban foot. Yes. Melissa. Yes. Melissa, the Cuban heel. Oh my God. If you guys don't know what a Cuban heel is on a pair of, ah, ah, they were fantastic. And they were stockings, meaning stockings, meaning you needed a garter belt. So thigh highs stay up by themselves. They've got the, they've got the silicone at the top with the lace. They stay home themselves, but stockings, you need the garter. Oh my God. And you took these out with gloves. Nice look. I can't tell you how many times we would, if a, if a client wanted to see the, see them, we had to put a gloves on. Cause I can't tell you how many times if we didn't get a fucking run in them. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe they it. were fa- Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I would go overseas, when I would go to Europe to the, some of the shows, 
and you come across a booth that, that has like multiple kinds of them, it was incredible. Oh, wow. that's sexy as fuck. Next. Mm, Lindsay? Jeff, laughing my ass off. I will refrain from using the word piddle in any future conversation. You can if you want to. LOL. I'm going to blame the fact that I've got three kids, five and under, and my brain struggles with basic com- conversation vocabulary. I, I, I say piss <laughs> for my kids. <laughs> you want to know what I say for my kids. Everyone is you. Yeah. Uh, Trisha Six Celeste, that was adorable. Tell him me and my dog say Merry Christmas. Oh, I will. Trish says Merry Christmas to Angelo. Remember that. All right. Yep. Angela says stilettos, question mark. Um, stilettos, were, yeah. Yeah, they look good in stilettos. Stilettos were hard, though. We used to carry a six-inch pump, though. That was really right. Not, that was nice. But I think a six-inch pump, that very, very impractical for um, – we had a six – we used to sell to a lot of cross-dressers, though. You do a six-inch pump in a size 13 wide. Oh, my God. You know how hard those were to get? <laughs> You get those in black patent leather. They were so hard to get. <laughs> so hard to get. Next. Holy shit. I know. Um, Annette says, you skipped me. Annette. Um, Melissa happened? says, Annette, I don't see your question, so I don't think Joelle can see it either. Please ask it again. Yep. Jody, did we get that? Did you read that $10 right there from Jody? $10, yeah, earlier, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Angela, my eight-year-old daughter loves when Angelo comes in to say goodnight. She says, it's totes adorbs. Aw. It is totes Thanks. adorbs. Um, Lucia, thanks guys. I've learned so so much. Wait, hold on, your eight year old daughter's walk watching this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Angela, yourself. Angela, next. Um, Annette, I was hoping to attend Elkhart session. Can you help with a dog that doesn't like walking on smooth surfaces? You skipped my question. Yeah, I we didn't see your question. Like that question, we did not see. If that was the question, we didn't see it. So, absolutely. Whatever you are struggling with, first of all, go to Elkhart because they have an in-ground indoor swimming pool. You'll have it's heated. You'll have a fantastic time. Whatever you are struggling with, whatever anything you are struggling with with your dog, I can help you behaviorally, not medically. Anything. So yes, what we'll do is we'll find a slippery floor. But just to let you know, it's not about the slippery floor. But we'll find a slippery floor, and we'll your dog. In about three minutes, we'll walk across a slippery floor. Next. Sure will. Um, Greg says, oh, IG vid's coming soon, buddy. Nice. Annette says, question was after Megan Vance. Awesome. Disgruntled 03. Thanks, boss. You're the man. Thank you. Melissa says, Annette, I still don't see it near Megan's question, but I see the one you just posted. Jeff will probably get to it. Awesome. Karen, I used the e-collar to stop my dog from chasing my cats. This was effective for about three weeks. Now he's chasing them again. Is this normal? Maybe use a higher correction. Thanks. Yep. Use a higher correction. Yep. Guys, this is the thing that you're going to get a lot of people that are going to say, oh, well, punishment is only temporary. Now, everything's temporary, right? Everything can be temporary. But yeah, I would go with a higher correction. I'm glad it stopped for three weeks. That means it could stop. So now you're going to give your dog a refresher. Do it again. Next. Karen K. Help, what is the name of the video showing how to get dog in the car? Can't find it. We'll still try. Um, it, it, it's on it, Instagram. It's on Instagram. It's a, it's, it's, I don't think it's titled Get the car, Dog in the Car. I think it is. It's like how to get your dog into the car at the top maybe. Is it on Facebook too? Yeah. So if you go into Facebook, go into Facebook, go into videos, you got to scroll down. It's one of the ones from my radio show. Yeah, you can't like search for it. You're just going to go There's no the searching team. for it, yeah. But what you're doing is you get your dog on a long line and you are literally pulling your dog into the car. 
it will go in next. Yep. Uh, Pat says, great. Thank you. David awesome. Smith. Hey, guys. Got here late. Hope you're both good. Hey, thanks, hey, David. David. Yep, doing good. Carrie, seven-month, 65-pound GSD training on 2.5 uh, prong. God, prong. Yeah. Just added one prong, and if it's perfect, I just purchased three millimeter Herm Springer, and it's huge, even with three prongs taken out. Okay, to still use 2.5? Yeah, use a 2.5. Yep, absolutely. Sean says, you're old, Jeff. I know. <laughs> Um, Mike Murphy, the dog was given a superlorin injection, stops testosterone for eight months and no difference to confirm your thought. He is off leash when working with other dogs. E-collar and prong have been used. He is very, very tough to correct to corrections. His drive is beyond any dog I've ever worked with. Okay. So we make a, um, so we make a double, a double collar. So we make a double collar. So if, he, if he's, oh, he's off leash. He does it when he's off, he's off leash working. You might have to wash the dog if you can't fix it. You might have to wash the dog if you can't fix it. he's fine when he's working. It's when they're not working. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, so I want him on leash, obviously. So we get dogs, Mike, we get dogs that are really challenging, buddy. We get them. We have a double boss. So it's a boss, the boss, which is the E800 double. And we would muzzle up the dog and we put a long line on the dog and we would just make it, we would make it really suck. We, there's, there's always a way, the only way to stop this. Okay. That's step one. Step two, obviously is going to be more reward based. Um, well, actually I shouldn't say that step two is going to be punishing the thought. And then step three is going to be, okay, now, now reward the good stuff, now reward the good stuff. But that first time, that first time, though, it's you got to make it suck. You got to make it suck. So, yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. We do it here. Next. Boston Mommy, should your dog be trained first before using e-collar to correct for charging dogs that start running in the yard? Or is it okay to just shock with collar? Yeah, I, I'd rather, I'd rather, wait, hold on here. But does a dog in your yard, though? Yeah, it's running, charging well, dogs that start running in the yard. Well, do the dog just go into your yard? I don't understand. Either way, either way, let me just answer the question, I guess. Um, I, I I prefer you to have a little bit of remote collar training on the dog before you give high corrections, unless it's like counter surfing, litter box, getting into the trash, fence fighting, things like that. Next. Mike Murphy. He Oh, I read that. Yeah. Um, Harry, GSD lover, thanks so much for all the info. I always felt I needed to protect my GSD and protect myself at same was really struggling with my GSC until I found you. Thanks for empowering me. Much love from Jersey. Oh, awesome. Annette says, thanks, Jeff. Love, love your videos. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Annette. Josh says, hi, my five-month-old German Shepherd won't do bite work. Will that change? Um, I don't teach bite work. I mean, I do with my own dogs. I, you want to talk to a spite, you want to talk to a sport dog trainer. Talk to a sport dog trainer and um, you, I mean, you have to imagine, just because it's a German Shepherd, that doesn't mean it's going to bite. Right. So, um, and you want to play tug, teach a tug, but that's not what I do. I don't do that. So find a sport dog trainer, a good sport dog trainer will absolutely know how to increase your dog's, um, um, drive. It'll, it'll know how to, it'll know how to tap into its natural, um, um, uh, abilities. That's not what I do though. That's I'm a pet dog trainer. So next. That's it for now. That's it for now. Oh, just got one from David Smith. Oh. 
They do need a reminder when young. Rocky just ate trash again the other day. We'll set a trap. Still only seven months, but the struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, this is the thing, guys. I mean, I hear so much. Guys, I hear so much stuff online. Oh, my gosh. It's so incredible, the stuff that people send me. And I think that so, um, I think so many people are like, oh, if you punish the dog, it's not addressing the core issue. And I'm like, okay, fucking rocket scientist, what's the fucking core issue? Tell me. Your dog is afraid of, your, your, your dog is afraid of, um, your dog chases squirrels. Oh, you know, you shouldn't punish it. Why not? You, what, what, what's the core issue there? What core issue do you need to address in order to stop that? Because you're fucking full of shit. You get all these people, these, these are catchphrases. You shouldn't punish the behavior because that doesn't address the core issue. That's just a band-aid. The dog's going to regress. Ooh, you took that one out of a fucking Cracker Jack box? Like, like that's so unethical. Good for you. You can put two sentences together. Great. You read that from a book and repeated it. So, smarty pants, how do you stop it? That's what I love to do. It's like everything that we do is wrong, but nobody has a better idea. Now, how does that actually help the owner? So, unless you're playing in the arena, and what we, like, we don't know everything, and our way is not the only way, but what we do suggest, we do practice, and it does work. You can't discount that. So that's where, but it's, clients are so confused now because there's so much bullshit online. And it's so incredible. And this whole concept about like never punish and like, oh my gosh, dogs are going to die. Next. I don't know where that came from. Whoa. That no, was no, I'm just like, it's just funny because I see this all the time, and it's just like everybody is so good at saying that something is wrong, mm -hmm. but then they have no response for it. Right. But then they have no like, okay, fine. Everything I suggest is wrong. Boom. Show me what to do. You're right. You're right. After 580 something radio shows, and after 4,000 dogs. And after 130 seminars, everything I suggest is wrong. Fine. You're right. I'm wrong. Okay, great. Now what? Mm -hmm. Now what? You have all these dogs sitting out there with owners that are struggling. Now what? Right. Well, you should use positive reinforcement training. Okay. No. Give me, which we do also. Mm -hmm. Step by step. Yep. I need to know step by step what to do my dog is my dog chases a fence is does fence fighting how do i stop it tell me step by step mm -hmm. and then show me and then make a video and then proof it on 100 dogs to make sure it works right it's not being done it's not no but it sounds good from like sitting back and just spouting stuff that's wrong. That's wrong. That's mean. That's abusive. That's wrong. That's only temporary. That doesn't. Okay, great. 
and then and then catchphrase are thrown at it. Yeah. Catchphrase. Well, scientific stuff. use the scientific stuff. Use positive reinforcement. Redirect the dog. Use a higher value. Show me. No, no, no. I need you to tell me step by step. Like I can tell somebody step by step by step how to fix a problem. And then they come back and say it works. Yeah. Every week. So it's like the marketplace is so saturated with fucking bullshit. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's so incredible. Next. All right. Marvelous maker. How long is the long line that you use when you train with one? Um, You use 30 foot. Something in my eyeball. It's been an all night. Um, Yazarino. Hi, Jeff. My eight-week-old puppy got the episodes where he attacks if I take something away from him. Or yesterday, it happened when I picked him up. Okay. So you have an eight-week-old puppy. That's like saying your your newborn baby poops, right? It's an an eight-week-old puppy. What does it know? There's no shit. So what you're going to do is a lot of things are like when you pick up a dog, they don't like it. So you pick up a dog. So one of the things you can do when you pick up a puppy, you pick up a puppy from underneath. <clears throat> Excuse me. You pick up a puppy from underneath and hold it to your body and don't let go. And just let it have a hissy fit. It's like, yep, go ahead, kid. <laughs> Cry your eyes out. You can yell and you can scream. I hate you, Papa. You're an asshole. Da-da. Yep, I'm the asshole. I ain't letting go. Hold on. Just hold on. Just hold on. And then pretty soon the dog goes, ah, good. Now I'll put you down. So you do that. Um, and as far as the as far as the nipping on you, you can take a you can take um if the dog bites your hand, you just uh or no resource cards, right? He attacks if I take something away from him. Well, teach your dog, first of all, teach your dog the out command. If it attacks you, you can be playing a game. So if you if you take something like this. And your dog's chewing on it and you take it away, their natural instinct is to grab it. That's their natural instinct is to grab it. So you have to teach the dog the out command. You say no and you bonk them. Next. Boston Mommy says they are dogs that come to where I work and play in the yard. He knows them. Oh, I got it. Got it. Got it. And what's the dog doing? Charging them. Charging them. Yeah. You just, what you do is you have to set it up, long line on the dog. Don't let him get too far. And make it suck to to run run after the dogs next. The e-collar. Yeah, the e-collar. That was her question. Yep, e-collar, yes. Um, but but keep them on a leash, though. Keep them on a leash. Next. Deborah, my red healer is starting to wander. He comes home every night. How do I stop this behavior? Wander? What the fuck? When he comes home every night. It's not a cat. It's a dog. This is in the 1970s. Deborah, where's your dog going? What's he doing? Wandering around? Fucking all the ladies? I mean, come on. <laughs> Drinking out of people's water bowls? Eating their food? <laughs> what do you wander? What does he wander to? Keep your dog in a fenced in yard. Where do you live? Deborah, where do you live? What country do you live in? What city do you live in? We can't have wandering dogs anymore, at least not in cities. You might maybe you live in the country somewhere. He comes home every night. He comes home every <laughs> night. Right? Comes home drunk. You talking about your are you talking about your husband or your dog? You got a redheaded yeah. husband? So what I want you to do is is con- contain your dog. What's wrong? Okay. Contain contain your dog. So contain your dog. So you gotta get yourself a fence. You gotta keep your dog on a leash. Don't do a tie-out. I'm not a big fan of tie-outs. Um, but don't let your dog, it's your, it's your, you know, 
do you don't want a dog that wanders? Train, train, teach it to stay in the yard, which I don't do. I don't do boundary training. So a hard fence, an underground fence, or keep your dog on a leash and make sure it's home. I don't, I would never let my dogs out of my house without a fence. So I, I can't help you with that. Next. Debbie, can't get my Aussie 18 months old on the treadmill. He is scared. Suggestions? I've watched your videos. So we get lots of scared dogs on the treadmill. Lots of scared dogs on the treadmill. And we work them through it. It's not pretty, but we do it. We work them through it. So you get the dog on the treadmill, shorten up the leash, prong collar on the dog, take your heart out of it. If the dog fights you, leave it there. If it fights you for more than 30 seconds, stop. You started at one mile per hour. You should get that dog to start moving all four paws. If it were, if it moves all four paws, you're golden. You start right there. Next. Mike Murphy, should I correct heavily when he stiffens up or wait for him to run in? You know what? Let's do it right at the stiffening up. Next. David Smith, I know when I got smacked on my ass as a kid, I stopped that shit. <laughs> yes, you did. And you turned out okay, David. All right. <laughs> Nicole? They need reminders when old too. My dog had five years to learn that no rule is permanent, needs reminders, but the frequency is getting farther apart. It does. It does. Guys, this whole concept that dogs will remember it forever. Yeah, if they're dead. Next. Angela, no, my daughter doesn't watch the show. She's in the room playing Roblox while I watch on the computer. She likes when I call her over to see Angelo. Oh, thanks. Hey, next time we'll, we'll let you know when Angela's. We'll leave Angelo on her. What's her name? Oh, Angela. That's it. No, her daughter's oh, her name. Daughter. Yeah. Tell us. Well, next time Angela comes in, we'll let you know. Give next. her a shout out. Yep. Candy Davis. This might be the car link. Um, oh, they're trying to post the link to like the car. Yeah, you can't post a link. Yeah. Um, it won't let you post the link. Yep. Karen, we have an eight-year-old pit rescue Luna and 11-month pit rescue Maui from Fresno Bully Rescue. And your videos are the best. Oh, Head awesome. to your website to grab all the gear from your shop. Thank you for all you do. Awesome. Fresno. That's California, right? <laughs> Are you going to be – are you by San Francisco? We're doing a seminar in San Francisco. Next. Josh says you have a sailor's mouth. LOL. Love you. It's talking about you. Who, me? Yeah. I don't have a sailor's mouth. You have a squeaky mouth. <laughs> People and Fox, I know you guys don't do tug with your client dogs. Are you guys against it or just feel it's not necessary for pet dogs? No. I do it all the time with my dogs. Our, our client's dogs don't come to us for tug. They don't need tug. We have bigger things to worry about with our clients' dogs. No, I, I play tug all the time with my dogs. I'm a huge advocate of tug. Um, Melissa said, Candy Davis, Facebook or Instagram. I don't see it on Facebook. Um, Jillian Anderson, why do you think the positive-only force-free training is so popular? Your methods create instant results. Do you think buy-in has been created and it's become a just a moneymaker for trainers? Positive only takes forever and doesn't work, so more training sessions required. Um, I think it's an easy message. I mean, guys, yeah, love your dog. Love your dog. Reward your dog. You know, give your dog lots of affection. Make it fun. Give yummy treats. Never say no. Never do anything that your dog doesn't like. That's a really easy message to sell, right? It's like... Yeah, it's better than like punish your dog and barbaric and harm and abuse. Like there was some troll on my page today. He's like, what did he say? What, was his, what did he say on our Instagram page? Another shock collar. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Another, another, oh, you, another shock collar trainer. It's like, whatever. 
It's like, yeah, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to, it's, 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 it's so easy to make like to throw the abuse card at somebody that says no to their dog, but more and more owners are finally figuring it out. I mean, they're getting it. They know it doesn't work. Most positive trainers, by the way, guys, this is a little bit of a, this is a hidden secret in our industry. Most dog trainers that preach positive only don't do it with their own dogs. I want everybody to know that this is no particular trainer at all. Cause I don't, I don't point out trainers. I don't pick on trainers. I don't name trainers, but I will say as an industry, as an industry, the majority, which is 50% or more, which is a lot, don't do what they preach. They do what I preach because they know it works. Just think about that, guys. Think about that. They're telling you not to do it, but they do it. They're suggesting you kill your dog, but they know how to fix it if they wanted to. But they can't because when you're part of a cult and you're part of an ideology mindset, you can't move away from it. You have to stick to it. That's the truth. That is the absolute truth. I think it's bullshit. I'm tired of people being lied to. And I make a shitload of fucking enemies doing it. And I really don't care. I could care less. Because ethics to me is everything. A human, a person's character is everything to me. The path you decide to go on down in life as an ethical being is everything to me. And I can't stand hypocrisy. I can't stand lying. And I can't stand unethical people. And then to make it a business, that's even worse because now money's involved. And even worse than the money, dogs' lives are involved. And to make it even worse than that, people's happiness is involved. It's sad. So I don't give a flying fuck. I'm tired of it. I don't care if people like my message. People like what I say. I can care less. All I know is this. Read through the comments on this show. Right? It's something's working. People on this show that are getting results, they're not fucking fools. They're not stupid people. You know what I mean? That's the big thing. Highly educated people are drawn to this, right? It's like they're getting it. They get it. Next. Um, David Smith. I swear I watch as much for Joelle's laugh as I do for the knowledge. LOL. It's true. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Fibber's whooper. When walking your dog on a prong, should it be directly next to you or a little behind? Oh, the dog itself? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the dog's head to be a little bit behind my knee. Personal choice. Next. Josh, my wife Carmen thinks you're hot. Who's he talking to? I don't know. Yeah. Is, she, is, she, is she into girls or guys? Hmm. We Josh, were... you looking for a threesome? Who's coming over? Me or Joel? <laughs> Next. God. 
<laughs> Pimple and Fox, not surprising. Positive right. only force free is so popular because a lot of parents feel the same way about kids. LOL. Yes, it's true. I know. Uh, Deborah, live in rural Oklahoma. Yard is not fenced. He's going on four years old and just started behavior. Uh, I do not know where he is going. <laughs> he started this when I was at work. When I was at work. Deborah, we're not, she's not laughing at you. I'm not laughing at Trust you me, at all. I'd love to fucking live in the middle of nowhere and have a dog that can it's wander. so great. Put a GPS tracker on your dog. They make yeah. a GPS tracker on your dog. You can track your dog. You find out where it's going. Next. Mike Murphy, two dogs, same house, fights about one time a month, good structure in home, tried something new, owner rolled one dog with other dog tethered and watching and stood over dog for 20 minutes. It worked. Thoughts? Uh, it's not my good. Hey, if it worked, who am I to say anything? Who am I to say anything? That's not my go-to. I've never done that too. I've never done that before. Next. Um, Shayna, what is your business model? I sometimes have clients who cancel at last minute and it messes up my whole day. Well, you already got paid. That's on them, right? Shayna, you already got paid for the session. So if they want to cancel, that's their time. That's okay. You still got paid, right? Because your time is valuable. Because you get prepaid for all your services. And then you have a cancellation policy. Everyone's entitled to one mistake, but... If that's how you want to spend your hour not with me, that's okay. So you booked from one to two. It was booked two weeks in advance and you canceled. That's fine. But uh, we still get, you still get paid because that's the, like, the time they allotted. But you put it all in writing though. You have to make them agree to something. You don't want to just spring it on them. So that's on you. Next. Um. One, what should one expect from your seminars? Got my eye on when you come to San Francisco. And yes, Fresno is California. I love you guys. A great fucking time. Imagine this show for 16 hours. So if you like this show and if you're learning stuff from this show, we got we to gotta, we gotta end this too. Um, mm-hmm. um, imagine 16 hours of this live. Plus you'll learn a ton of shit. And you have a really good time. And there's snacks. And there's good snacks. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, there is usually two to three kinds of baked goods. We got donuts. We got some breads. We got Danish. Muffins, we got muffins. Cookies. We got cookies. And then lunch is pizza. Three kinds of pizza. Um, then there's um, granola bars. There's, there's, granola some bars. Fruit. there's some fruit. We used to do a lot of healthy. Nobody fucking ate the healthy. <laughs> Nobody touched the healthy. I had carrots and celery, and I had um, uh, 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 all kinds of healthy stuff. That's you. Nobody ate the healthy. People were like, where's the sugar? Where's the sugar? Yeah. So, But you you learn a ton. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. All right, guys. We got to close the show. It's 930. My house closes down. Um, Joelle's got to go. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. I want to thank everybody for spending a Saturday night, December 1st. We bought a tree today. Um, uh, uh, it was pretty cool. It's a, it's a short tree. I like I it. Saw. Yeah, it's, I like that size. I got the work tree all decorated. Yeah. Did you guys see the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out our Instagram. Check out our Instagram. Um, you put it on stories? or no, it's uh, on our actual Instagram page. Oh, it is? So you put it on the Instagram page? Yeah. Oh, cool. All the dogs on place. Oh, really? Cool. Did you make a video of it? Yeah. Oh, that's the... Um, the speed up it's video. Time lapse. Time, time lapse video. Yeah, I saw that. To music. Yes. Nice. See, I told you the music. 
Okay. All right. All right, guys. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Jeff Gelman. This is Joel. Uh, Monday will be here at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time on Monday. Um, that's 8.30 p.m. on YouTube Live again. There'll be a little bit of an icon. Usually um, by 9 a.m. in the morning on YouTube Live, on, on my YouTube channel, on Facebook, and on Instagram, you can get the little link and you can click on that. But just join just join my YouTube channel, guys. If you haven't joined the YouTube channel, click on the notifications. You get notified about the show. Also, join our Instagram page and then watch Instagram stories and then also join our Facebook page. So those three platforms we're really, really doing a lot of stuff with. All right. Take care, everybody. Badly in love with you. Bye-bye.